Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Financial Flex with Lex. Today's episode is another installment of the Home Ownership Series. Um, today I had the chance to speak with Lauren Finley. She is a senior digital content specialist here in Atlanta. After graduating from college, Lauren made the decision to move back in with her parents to save for a down payment on a home. During our conversation, we discuss what her process was like to buy a home, special programs that help first-time home buyers, specifically here in Georgia, and why she's selling her condo and moving into a single-family home. Now, before we get started, I do just want to make a quick disclaimer. John and I had his parents' dog with us for a few days, and he was a little anxious just being in a new space a new spot with new surroundings so you may hear him panting in the background i do apologize i tried to mask the sound as much as i could so hopefully it's not too distracting as always if you enjoy this podcast please leave a five-star review and that is enough of me chatting so let's get on with today's episode I'm Lauren Finley. I am from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm currently a senior digital content specialist for America's Mart. Um, I <laughs> I design and deploy email and social media campaigns. You recently purchased a home, or how long has it been since you first pur- purchased your home? It was August of 2017, so now it's been over two years now. Wow. Yeah. So talk to me about that journey. Like, what... So go back to 2017, what made you want to um, purchase a home and how did you know like that was the right decision for you? Well, I had always known that I wanted to purchase a home even out like after college. That was just one of my goals. It's something that I really just wanted to do. Um, my parents had kind of like always instilled in me to just buy a house after college if I could, mm-hmm. um, like sort of make that my goal, my financial goal. Um, so after college, I was living with my parents for a little bit and I saved enough money and I was just like, I'm going to leave and get a condo. So how long did it take for you to save up enough money to be able to purchase that condo and how much, if you don't mind me, like, Mm -hmm. did you put down a down payment or what Mm -hmm. was that process like? So I did put down a down payment. Um, I saved up for the condo probably for like over a year. Um, While I was living at my parents' house, I was essentially paying no bills, which is a blessing. Um, So what I would do is keep $200 for for two weeks and literally just stash the rest, like save the rest. Yeah, and I mean, I was just very blessed to literally like not have any bills. But um, I stashed that money for probably like over a year or so. I ended up paying probably around like $9,600 for a down payment for a condo. Um, The condo was $148,000. At the end, they overestimated my property taxes, Mm -hmm. so I ended up getting like over three grand back, like later on. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it was funny because my mom was just like, usually it's not that much money that you get back, Mm -hmm. so put that in your savings and don't touch it because I don't want like anyone coming back to you. Yeah, I ended up putting like 9,600 down on the table and Later on in the future, I got, like, three grand back. Nice. Yeah. Obviously, like, you made the decision after college, instead of going out and renting an apartment, you made the decision to, you know, graduate, stay at home for a little bit, and then purchase your condo. So looking back, do you think that that decision 
was worth it for you because I know some people like after that freedom that they get from college mm-hmm. like moving back home you're like oh my gosh I feel like I'm in prison now like what yeah. do you mean I have to be home by 11 <laughs> or whatever so do you think for you making that decision to stay at home and like save up money was worth it of course yeah. yeah I would do it all over again really yeah even though condo living is even like really hard I would still do it all over again because it's, it's just a learning lesson mm-hmm. um, and I just think it's a really good investment to make mm-hmm Um, And when you say condo living is very hard, what do you mean by that? Condo living is a lifestyle, and I don't think a lot of people really, like, realize that. (laughs) It's similar to living in an apartment, but it's not where if something happens, you can call maintenance in an apartment. If there's a leak, because I live on the second floor of a third of of a three-floor building, um, if there's a leak happening, you have to contact the HOA, or if, you know, the HOA is unresponsive, you have to, like, go up there yourself and contact the neighbor and sometimes that cost can be on you or that cost can be on the neighbor you know it can it can just really be a lot Mm -hmm. um with condo living um hoas also they don't really sometimes you don't see it Mm -hmm. so you may pay like close to 300 dollars for an hoa and it's like where is my money going there's Mm -hmm. carpet in my hallways like I don't see where landscaping is being done. Like, what is going on? There's cats roaming my place. Mm. We have, like, one weird neighbor who, like, feeds the cats and, like, leaves milk out. So it's just really annoying. Like, neighbors are genuinely frustrated. So it's just, it's very different than, like, living in an apartment sometimes. I didn't even know that, like, I thought that living in a condo was the same as living in an apartment, Mm -hmm. just that you owned it. I didn't know that, like, they don't, like... You can't call maintenance and be like, hey. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah. I know. If I your dishwasher breaks, like, call your home warranty. You literally own everything in between the walls. I live in a condo conversion. So my building was built in, like, 89, and it was built as an apartment. So when they built it, I don't think they really built it with the thought of, like, oh, this, these are going to be condos, like, people's homes, mm-hmm. like, you know, in the future. So... Everything's kind of like wonky and like not the best quality and stuff and it's mm-hmm. an older building too So we have like a lot of little issues and stuff like that. Gotcha. So it's, yeah. time, it's time for an upgrade It's time for an upgrade <laughs> over there <laughs> Were there any like when you were going through the home the home buying process were there any like resources that you took advantage of? There was a resource called NACA. I don't know if you like are you familiar with mm-hmm. it? What is that? It is the Neighborhood Assistance Corporation of America, and they basically help with down payment. Um, I don't want to like lie on them, but I know that a lot of the help will come from you basically doing like volunteer work and stuff like that, um, and then they'll help with your down payment. I think I want to say 100%, but I'm not like... 100% sure. Mm-hmm. At the time that I was like searching for a home, I really didn't take advantage of like all of the down payment like resources and first time home buyer like resources that I really could have been. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was just so impatient and I really just wanted to move out that I was just like, you know what, I saved it. Let me just put it down yeah. on a house. Gotcha. Um, looking back now and if I could like offer any advice to anyone, like take advantage of your first time home buyer like benefits and these organizations that are out there that will really help you. Mm-hmm. Um, I know one is Georgia Dream, which is amazing. I know like Georgia Dream has helped out like one of my friends mm-hmm. and I think they'll pay like quite a bit of your down payment because you're a first time home buyer and you're buying in like these specific counties mm-hmm. like in Georgia. 
So it's important to like, you know, be patient with the process and definitely to take advantage of like these programs. Mm-hmm, definitely. Yeah. Um. So I know you were saying that your parents, um, they were encourage, encouraging you to purchase a home. Mm-hmm. So were they, were they helping to guide you during this process too? Because I know some people... They're like, yeah, my, my parents were totally, like, hands-off because, like, you know, they've been renters their whole life. What, what was your experience with your parents? My parents and I moved quite a bit when I was younger, like, among, like, different states and, like, different homes within, like, these states and stuff. So I was kind of familiar with, like, the, ho- the home-buying process. Um, my mom was pretty hands-on, though. Um, we actually worked with her realtor her realtor actually helped me like find my condo now so Mm -hmm. it was kind of like a family friend like family affair sort of vibe and like we just you know went in like together and she helped me yeah were you ever nervous about purchasing a home were you ever like oh my gosh this is like a huge responsibility like Mm -hmm. this is like it's 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 a huge investment so at any point were you were you nervous were you scared were you like maybe i'm not ready for this maybe i should just rent Yes and no. I knew that when I was leaving my parents' house, I wanted to get a condo because I knew that I couldn't like move to a single family home like right after college, you know? I couldn't take up that responsibility at that time. Um, but I kind of had the mindset to where I knew that when I was leaving, I would be making a big purchase. So I don't think I was necessarily scared because I was making the big purchase or because like you know, this is a really big deal, like, within, like, young adults and blah, blah, blah. Like, it wasn't like that at all because I knew that this was, like, the route that I really wanted to take. But I think the thing that I was most scared of was just, like, picking the right place and making sure, like, it had a really good resale value because I knew I wasn't going to be living in a condo for a long time. Mm. Um, I think that was, like, the one thing that I was, like, really, really scared of is just making the right decision, making sure that the condo was, like, in the right area, um, and just making sure I can like get a profit off of it later. Mm-hmm. How did you decide which home was per- was perfect for you? Like how yeah. many how many places did you go visit? Like mm-hmm. how long did the process take? Because I know you said that you were impatient. So, like... I was, but it took a minute. I went through like two different realtors at one point too, because one lady was kind of like pressuring me, which is another thing. Make sure you and your realtor have like a really good like chemistry vibe. Yeah, you have to because they need to be able to feed off of your vibe your emotions and like really like they're they're your advocate you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so they're they're rooting for you and they're trying to get you the best deal and find you the best home they shouldn't be like this money hungry like I'm just trying to close a deal Mm -hmm. it shouldn't be like that but I went through two realtors um I probably looked at I want to say I I really don't know maybe like 15 to 20 but I could be lying (laughs) I know I saw like different townhomes and all of these homes I saw when I was like, I knew I wasn't ready. And then there was like some that I saw when I was just like, okay, I'm really, really, really ready. So it was, it was like two different time periods. Gotcha. Yeah. And I was really trying to find like the right area too. What are some things that you didn't know going into the home buying process that you wish you knew? I really kind of want to go back to the condo lifestyle I think that's just something that I really didn't understand and really know. I think they people will always recommend like, hey, like stay on the top floor. You know what I mean? 
But I was just like, you know what? Let me just stay on the second floor. Let me just, you know, do what I want to do. Um, so that's something that I think is kind of important to make sure that you're like literally in prime real estate um, whenever you're buying like anywhere. Um, what else? To look at appliances. I had to like purchase a new HVAC, which is something that like you look at, but you kind of don't look at. When I bought my condo, it was the original HVAC from the 80s. And so it was literally like on its last leg. It was like outside, like just on its last leg. So I had to like get another one. Home warranty would not cover it. An HVAC is like one of the most expensive appliances that you could possibly like purchase. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, nah, I'm not covering it. If you break your fridge, they'll be all over it. Like, okay, we'll get you a new one. But no, like the HVAC, they're not touching it. So I had to pay for that out of pocket and it's like on my credit card and I'm stressed, but, <laughs> but no, like it's, that's just one thing that I always tell people, like, look at the appliances, like look at these things. Cause you don't want to like basically be in the hole, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. you want to make sure that you come out of it like good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so would you consider purchasing at home a money suck or an investment? I think it can be both. Okay, explain. It can be an investment if you if you do it right, if you do it like the smart way, mm -hmm. I think. Um, it could also be a money suck if, like me, well, I'm selling my condo now. It's not a money suck for me, but if I had to like, you know, do an HVAC or if I had like multiple other appliances I had to get to, like that can just be a huge money suck on you and you can be basically like losing all of your equity. Um, but you wanna make sure it can be beneficial for you in your pockets when you look at location, when you look at like even the style of the home and you know, you wanna see that it has potential to, you know, give you some money in your pockets, you know, build your equity. Um, but it can definitely be a money suck real quick if you know, there are foundation issues, there's just like different things that are happening to like a, a, a house. So mm -hmm. I think it can be both. You just have to be really smart on like the actual house. Gotcha. Yeah. Don't buy a lemon for a house, people. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned that you were selling your condo. Mm -hmm. So you're selling your condo, moving to another condo or a single family home? I'm not going to do a condo anymore. <laughs> I hate HOAs, but um, I'm going to move to like a single family home. Wow. So um, what's that experience for what? What is that experience like for you like right now? I love it. Now, what is the experience? Selling my home? Or... Yeah, both. Like selling a home and then looking mm -hmm. for a single family home. So selling my home, it's not, it's very stressful to start off with. Like you have to make sure that your house is like put together. Sometimes like my mom's my realtor. So she'll be like, hey, somebody wants to come see your house today at four. So I have to leave work early, go clean up, get my dog and like rush out. So you have like that. Then I've had multiple offers on my place. Okay. But the thing is, these people like sometimes may ask for too much and, you know, closing costs. And that couldn't be something that like, I don't want to agree with. Or... Is closing cost, now is that, because I, I have no experience buying a home. Yeah. What is closing cost? So closing costs are, yeah, so closing costs are like fees that you have to pay when you're at the table, you're signing all the paperwork and everything. Um, they're usually like three to five percent of the 
of the house price. And so some of these like fees and stuff will go into your escrow account, which is like basically almost like a little savings account for where your property taxes and stuff come out of. And that's why like in the past, when they had overestimated for my property taxes, like I paid too much mm -hmm. for my closing costs and like all that other stuff and my down payment and stuff. So the seller has to take care of the closing costs. So the buyer can negotiate closing costs. So usually like for for me when I sell my house the closing cost is going to be like the real estate like commission for like my realtor and then like title transfer fees like fees like that mm -hmm. but for the buyer like those closing costs are like the homeowner fees and like third party fees like fees that go to like the lawyers mm -hmm. that are like working with you fees that go to like the commission and all that other stuff. Gotcha. Sounds very involved. It is very involved. It's a lot. It's a lot of paperwork. It's a lot of like fees and money that's going to be like going a little bit of everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you can, you can negotiate your closing costs. Sometimes they'll just ask for like way too much, especially when you want to make a profit out of something. Mm -hmm. Um, one guy like really wanted my place, but he had an F he had a VA loan. It's like my HOA doesn't accept VA loans. So it, it's just like a lot of different things that take part in this sort of thing. So selling the house has been a headache, but it's been interesting to say the least. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like, I just really want to get rid of it though. Right yeah. now. <laughs> You're um, like, I'm over it. I yeah. Just, I'm just done. <laughs> like people always ask me like, how's finding a house? And I'm like, that's not the problem. Like I can find a house today if I have to, but it's like, it's actually selling the, the place. Do you think that every millennial should strive towards home ownership? Yes. 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 Why? I think it's something that, um, people should think of even just like during college like this should be like a goal after college if possible you know um passive income is i think a goal for a lot of millennials out there and i think it's just an easy way for us to basically be comfortable too and i think a lot of people kind of like overlook investing as like passive income sometimes or they may not even think that they're able to to buy a home mm -hmm. like a lot of individuals really do think that you know I don't have this sort of credit score I don't even have money saved up like I've told many people you really don't need like thousands and thousands of dollars saved up because there's so many like government programs that could like help you with the down payment but I just think it's something that millennials should strive for um it's I think a great way to I think it helps you like grow and mature in a way too I know yeah. that's like really random but it yeah. just it it does you know it helps yeah. you grow up it helps you really like adulthood comes at you really fast when you when you own a home mm. yeah I mean even when you live on your own adulthood comes at you fast yeah, too but because sure. I don't want to like you know anyone who rents there's you're still like you still you know have your own home mm -hmm. but like when you own a home and stuff like it's just it's a little bit different like you just it, it's just it's weird different it's weird that i have to think about property taxes and mm -hmm. like you know your property taxes are going up like you hear that and it's like 
does that even like apply to me? But like, yeah, yeah like it does, it does, especially when you own, mm. you know, if property taxes go up for like Fulton County, that affects you in the long run. Yeah. So it's just, it's weird. Like, it's just crazy. Like little things that you wouldn't think affect you like do. Yeah. yeah. I think you definitely make a good point about it. Like it forces you to like, kind of like grow up. And I also think that it makes you kind of have your priorities in order in a sense, mm-hmm. because it's like, you can't be like, okay, I'm going to spend $500 on this, like, trip Mm -hmm. to wherever. It's like, whoa, (laughs) I can't do that. Like, I have to, I don't know, pay HOA fees or, like, you know, it's, like, a whole different level of responsibility. But if done right, it could be a great thing in the long run. For sure, yeah. Especially, like, when, like, you, like, you're getting ready to sell and if, like, the market is, like, hot Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, home values are good, Mm -hmm. you're able to, you know, make a huge chunk of money. Right. So, yeah, it's like... So I encourage anyone to buy, like, for sure. Even if it's... I love looking at, like, the homes that are, like, $70,000, They like, complete teardowns, because you could buy, like... Or even... You could probably find, like, a $30,000 house somewhere, like, near the AUC, tear it down, and, like, build a cute little, like... 1200 square foot house and sometimes like I don't think a lot of people realize that too when you like hire a contractor and like build the home sometimes it's a lot cheaper than even just buying like a new construction in a subdivision sometimes like a townhome or something mm. so like get a $30,000 house tear it down like build it up rent it out to some students like in the AUC like you know there's just so many different ways and I know I feel like I'm saying it and it sounds easy and mm-hmm. like it's a lot of work of yeah, course no definitely but I think it's a good way for even like you know two friends to just start it you know what mm-hmm. I mean like live with your parents and buy some property mm-hmm. while you're living with your parents get some passive income save money and then you and your friends have this property and while you're living somewhere else like there's just so many different ways in mm-hmm. which like millennials could just be making like how are you supposed to for for a lot of people they're like how am I supposed to save for a house pay for a house or what have you when I have all these student loans yeah so what would be your answer to that question it's hard um I would say I mean for me like I pay the minimum of course and it is hard because it is like another bill And I just think that sacrifice is a really big thing. You know, we, of course, love to have fun and go to brunch with our friends and just, like, buy new clothes, whatever, and vacation. But there are just some things that you really just have to sacrifice. I think balance, too, is another thing. Um, Budgeting is another thing. I know a lot of people say budget, budget. And it's hard, but I think when you write down on paper, like, your bills, your wants, your needs... And, like, what you just want to, like, you know, save. I think that can help you, too. Mm-hmm. Um, living with your parents also helps. <laughs> so don't be afraid to... Don't be afraid. After college, don't be afraid to go back home. I know some parents really don't allow, like, their kids to come back. And I totally get that. Um, but if they do allow you to go back, go back. And give yourself a time limit. And be like, you know what? I'm just going to be aggressively saving or aggressively paying off my student loans. Um, and I'm just going to work 
for this goal, mm-hmm. you know. Is there any piece of advice or anything else that you would like to tell the listeners just just to leave them with in regards to just like home ownership and the process? Mm-hmm. Um, take your time. Don't be influenced by social media. <laughs> for real. Um, don't be influenced by social media and all these people like with the sold sign, like the, the key and all that other stuff. Like, take your time. Um, make sure you save your money. Um, I know it's easier said than done, but save your money and you'll, you'll get your own, you'll get your own money. <laughs>